Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinemile. It's the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And Home Alone is back in the movies. And this is our annual Christmas episode. Yes. So, happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas, everyone. Um, so, unfortunately, we're not actually going to get to the cinema to see this. But what our plan is, this is our plan. We're going to snuggle up on the, the sofa tonight with our two boys. Uh, Christmas tree lights on. Yeah. Light the fire. This is going to be a lovely sort of Sunday afternoon vibe. We um, hope. And People might not like it. It's the, well, it's the, yes, the first time our kids will have seen Home Alone. They are six and three. I think this is the really ideal age for this. I was, yeah. I was six when I saw this in the cinema of 1990. It had a profound impact on me. Mm-hmm. I remember being very scared by that boiler in the basement, just like <laughs> Kevin was. Um, and I thought he was awesome. And I thought what he did to those burglars was brilliant. But Kevin's in retrospect, it is, it is an incredibly violent thing to do. <laughs> but to, I can't wait however, to However, they are at home intruders. It's been a long time. It's always magical. The music like lives forever oh, yeah. in me. Um, so let's go and watch it. And we shall report back uh, on whether it works for a six and three year old. And get back into the plot. Because like right now, I can't remember the specifics. So I'm looking forward to watching it and talking about it. Because it's such a classic. Right. So we'll be back in a minute after we've watched Home Alone. Bye. Bye. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation... Did we miss the flight? No, you just made it. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself... I've a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Ah! Home Alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and it's Elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Oh, hi there. Hello. We've seen Home Alone. Um, a quick warning, it's very windy, so you might, it's going to sound a bit windy, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can hear it coming through. Uh, there's yellow weather warning here. Um, so apologies for any crackly, windy noises. But it's all atmospheric, it right? It is, yeah. It's Christmassy. Um, is it? So, spoilers... I the sound of snow falling. If that had <laughs> no, a sound, there we go. Be now, nor- normally on the cinema, we do spoiler straight, but I think this being a, what, 30... <laughs> three-year-old movie we're just going to go straight to to spoilers if you don't know that kevin McAllister <laughs> is home alone and defeats some burglars then you have been living under <laughs> some sort of rock once a year and this um, is not the podcast for you no so um home alone we watched it with our kids uh have to report that they loved this movie absolutely loved it and yeah. i would describe the experience of watching it with them as quite special. I would as well, and I wish we'd made it to catch it in the cinema, um, because it just—it's so timeless. It, be, it could be a new release, except for a few things we'll get into. But in a general sense, it's so timeless. And but I have to say, watching it with the kids was quite special because they were like the slapstick in this film is something else for the kids. 
but mostly I think it's because they identify so much with the protagonist like in their yeah. heads like at one point Oscar said out loud I wish Kevin was my brother oh really that's how much they love Kevin and Oscar kind of got a haircut recently that's like a bit like Kevin's and Oscar's like I look like Kevin <laughs> he's just like Kevin's everything to him like the big brother he never had um, well it's just wish fulfillment it's because total wish often Oscar says to to us you know oh I that this sounds kind of cruel and, and I took it wrong the first way but he's, I wish there were no grown-ups I know yeah and I, I wish, wish I, I wish there was nobody in our house like he's expressed these things even before watching yeah. this movie because kids are living a world of control right they are there are rules the grown-ups are in charge they're not allowed to just eat ice cream and sweets all the time we're constantly telling them no like to them that's incredibly unfair yeah, like they- when i said to him before like but what would you do if there's no grown-ups he's like i was like what would you eat oh i'll just go to the shop and buy food i was like buy from who though there's no grown-ups what money will you use oh i'll use the money for my piggy bank so like the hundred pennies in your piggy bank <laughs> so this is yeah it's, it's, wish, it's wish fulfillment yeah. and it's fantastic Such a clever idea for a film and now i do think elliot our three-year-old loved it and was laughing but he was also slightly, he didn't like the kind of, the violence of some of it. Like he yes. said he didn't like when the nail went through someone's foot, even though they don't show you it. He Whereas Oscar loved that. And he particularly didn't like the um, Joe Pesci's head being set on fire. I mean, fire. awful. Yeah, he, he was like, I mean, cause it is, it's funny, but it's, it is also incredibly violent. It's really violent. Like, we've jumped ahead he, actually. We need to sorry, pull back yes, a bit. Sorry, yes, go ahead, go ahead. We need to pull back to the beginning of the movie. Yeah which is so iconic with this like first of all uh, most adults realize when they watch home alone back as adults these people are rich very rich like this house (laughs) it's like the size of 15 ordinary houses stitched together even the burglars are like it's the fanciest house on the street well here's the thing because for me this was a realization for me as an adult like why are these people so rich this is disgusting but then only just now i've just realized wait they have to be insanely rich because and they have to be the richest house on the block because that's why the burglars want to burgle the house they keep, so keeps describing them as yeah. the big tuna or something <laughs> like like they, it is part it is actually a part of the plot that yeah. is what is uh, you know it's making them an attractive you'd target you'd give up otherwise like you you probably would have stopped trying to burgle exactly the, 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 it's Joe Pesci and um uh, Daniel Stern were just breaking into a three-bed semi-D. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the stakes are much lower. And also, there's far less uh, real estate for Kevin to set up elaborate traps That's in if, true. if they don't have a basement and four doors. And so we open on this incredible place. The dad, the mom, then the cousins, all the siblings, Buzz. Ca- we had kids instantly hated Buzz. <laughs> Buzz is like, Buzz is a bigger bad guy than the burglars to our kids. <laughs> yeah. Because Buzz is like a cruel family member, which isn't something that it's not it's not something they've seen in real life, and I don't know that they've really seen it. Like this is a pretty grown-up movie, so most of the movies like really kiddie movies. He's a real have, bully. Yeah, he's a real bully. Um, so our kids hate Buzz anyway, and they, that's probably why they want Kevin to join our family so that he wouldn't have Buzz being mean to him. Can you imagine a teenager being that much of a dick to a to an eight-year-old? I, yeah. g- I guess that happens. It does happen. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Of course, siblings are like that. You've got the cutest little Kieran Culkin. Yes. He's so cute. But anyway, it's just all Macaulay Culkin's movie. Like, he absolutely is... He's mesmerizing on screen from, like, the moment you meet him, isn't he? He's, he's so good. so good. It's a really charming performance he's, he's so that he turned charming. in. You can see why he became such a star, because... 
he he can do the the comedy he can do the the slapstick he um can also do the he acts scared really well he gasps a lot yeah like, every a lot second of that, yeah. scene of kevin is just kevin going <laughs> <laughs> but also he's like um he can hit the sort of emotional stuff quite well as well he i mean really does what a talent for like whatever age what he it, was yeah. making this he's incredible um and the i love like watching it now knowing the plot having seen it so many times so you kind of when you're first watching it like it's just a very chaotic scene at the beginning with all the family running around and ordering pizza but then watching it i'm just like oh yeah there's kevin's plane ticket has been knocked into the bin oh yeah there's the like alarm clock being pulled out like they're sowing all the seeds for why kevin will be forgotten and when kevin gets sent up to the attic and everyone's downstairs like we know what's coming but our kids didn't know like i thought that was so fun i think like they didn't actually know what was gonna happen you have to find very young kids who will not know what happens in home alone and you got you gotta <laughs> you gotta hand it to john hughes the as you said the 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 thought that went into every tiny little circumstance the the dominoes that led to to this like bizarre, bizarre occurrence. It's unbelievable. It does feel believable. It's like just a series of very unfortunate coincidences. Like the neighboring kid, the fact that they counted yeah, heads. They're, they're late, so they don't have time yeah. to check. They, you know, they're they're like now. There is a point. There's a at, lot of kids there. There is a point at which you're, you're like watching as a parent, because we're watching this as parents now. So we, yeah, I relate. I can't relate to Kevin and his excitement for jumping on the bed and eating popcorn which is just horrifying to me now <laughs> they're, they're like i i much more relate to the parents and and i do not you have to, to ask yourself parents. the question could this happen to you we all like to think no absolutely not and there's a point at which like how do you not like how did she not the check point on her is own when you're, the point kids? is when you're on the plane at that point, the parents go are like, check them. But in, I know they see. They also he puts the kids in coach and the parents in first so class. So funny. But also, so, I don't think in the eighties. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know that airline seats were like assigned. So like I could imagine it's all a bit chaotic in the airport as well. And then they, but when they go, oh, it's so good to be in first. The kids are in coach. I was laughing so much because first of all, a I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and B, it's like such a one more clever way for us to be like, the yeah, kids how aren't going to notice. Spot this? Yeah, the kids yeah. aren't going to notice that Kevin's not there. But the adults are up front, and it's just icing on the cake as to like, it's just believable enough that I do believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Plus, it's the eighties. Parents are like known to be negligent. I mean, you really feel it then from her perspective. Like trying and the oh the other thing is yeah the eighties it's this movie couldn't happen now because it just wouldn't make sense. There are because the the first thing we asked is well why don't they just call the neighbours? Oh wait no the phone lines I are also down. Talk, like yeah. they kind of I like that John Hughes just must have just sat there and thought of everything that I somebody said, in this situation would definitely do. Definitely call the police. Why don't they call the police? And as I said that they do they call, call the, the police. police. Now, the police didn't try very hard, but again it's the eighties. Well, it's it's also Christmas. Time. I like the way you, you just keep saying. It's the 80s to explain away anything. <laughs> well, like that, now, that's badly apologies, done. we're walking up a steep hill. <sighs> um, now, it couldn't happen because, for example, your airline booking would all be on like your screen. And they'd be like, you haven't scanned in one of the passengers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so a lot of it can really be explained because of the, when it is, I think. And then the Christmas holidays, everyone's so burned out. 
everyone's so busy. It just couldn't, it wouldn't and couldn't happen. No. Now. Not, so that, think, not that it was far fetched then as well. I think it was really but, common then actually, people just leaving their kids at home while they flew <laughs> off first class. <laughs> uh, and then when Kevin kind of realises, and he's like, he also makes that wish. I made my family disappear. Yeah. And then he's like, I made my family disappear. And he's so happy because in fairness, they were all awful to him the night before. Yeah. And I get that as well, having had three the, siblings. The uncle was That's particularly mean though. When one of your siblings would like provoke you and then you'd react, but then you'd get in trouble for reacting. I've been there. Yeah. It feels awful. The uncle is awful though. Yeah, he calls him a little runt or something. Like, it's it's pretty mean just because he spilled some Pepsi on him or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what about the actual, like, meat of this film? Because it's, it's kind of... What's interesting is that everyone remembers the kind of burglary stuff at the end. But it really is just... That's just a little bit of Act 3. There's that's a, a lot of... a substantial bit of Act 3, though. Yeah, true, yeah. But the, the, middle, the middle bit of this movie is quite interesting because it's just... You know, they're kind of... Che- we check in with the burglars. They kind of keep trying to break in, but they, he's, he does a lot of clever stuff with mannequins and all this, all I this love kind of stuff. That stuff. Um, and that's another it's thing I was so thinking... so clever. ...watching this movie. Why are there so many mannequins <laughs> in their house? And we were teasing this out. Is it, like, maybe the mom or the dad are, are like, fashion designers or they're in the fashion business? I just don't think so. We don't know so. what they do. Like, why do they... Oh, why, do, why are they so rich? Yeah, we don't know. I wish I need I need to know I need a full account of their um, their taxes. I need I to understand to it so I can replicate income. it for myself. Yeah, exactly, uh, that'd be a good how-to video. How to get as rich as the McAllisters. Have you seen the YouTube video that's like home loan, but if it was in Ireland, and they're all like running around screaming, and they're like, "We left the immersion on!" <laughs> <laughs> like trying to get home to turn the immersion Funny. off. Love it. So, what about the actual uh, third act then? Oh, I li- sorry. In the middle, I like the I like the emotional bit. It always gets me now, with his him talking to the old man in the church. I love this. Completely whole... flew over our kids' heads. They were like, oh, of course, so they bored. were so bored. What's happening? Why is he talking to this old man? Where's the bad guys? They love the scene like when Kevin goes to the shop by himself. But 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 I think they love all the scenes of like, from the kids' perspective, what would be really cool to do, which would be go shopping by yourself. But the, the, the thing is, looking at Kevin's arc, it's all about he gains responsibility. He learns to overcome his own fears. He learns to overcome his own prejudices. Um, yeah. This is all kind of quite interesting stuff. He overcomes his fear of the basement, of his imagination, his irrational fears. He becomes more responsible. He does the shopping. He ultimately does clean up the entire house after he has literally destroyed it Phenomenal with feathers and tar. Like, how does he do that? We can't make our house look clean. <laughs> yeah. And we just have us living he in it. He sets a Christmas tree up with presents. I mean, <laughs> incredible, incredible work. Down. He's incredibly responsible. He's basically MacGyver. And I love that the film never tries to explain it to us. It's just like, Kevin's incredibly efficient. And, and resourceful. Like yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, One thing though, when I said earlier about like how it felt kind of timeless, absolutely notable. No person in this film isn't white. Yes, it's not quite a single like I mean, and there's so many options where that could have occurred, right? I mean, John 
Pandy and his crew. Like, anyone could again, have been that all white. white. Any police officer. Anyone. Even you but know even anybody. These days get around it because it's like yeah, you could have a kid who's white, but like one of the parents mightn't be, like, or vice versa. Diversity like, in movies was not on the agenda in 1990. It's bizarre though because I feel like you had to, you'd have had to work very hard actually to have this many white people in one film. Yes, I think parts of parts of this film, you know, do feel quite dated in that regard. But other than that, the, the like it holds up. This holds up better than a lot of modern kids' films we've had to watch. Oh, it's unbelievable! And the kids have been talking about it nonstop since yeah. we watched it. I think because he, he hits. Firstly, it's an incredibly well constructed script, as we've as we've already outlined. It's very well thought out. It manages to hold credulity and kind of uh, throw. <laughs> sometimes absurd explanations for uh, for why this would happen and it's somehow quite grounded and the pacing really works so there's yes it nips along and but, but spends enough time on everything there's also a little bit of character development there's a fantastic third act um, and there's just brilliant performances from as we, we've, we've spoken about Macaulay Culkin but also Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern They're so good hats off to them it's an incredibly physical yeah. um, uh, performances by both of them and, and they get to their, throw it they, they throw, throw themselves into it like when, when we see Kevin setting the house up for them because he overhears them saying we're coming back at 9pm or whatever so it only takes Kevin a matter of hours to set up this we see him like heating the doorknob we see him pouring water on the steps so it's going to turn into ice we see him putting like blow torches, uh, which seems a lot. I'm um, surprised. Like that would not get through in a kids from these days. Some of the stuff he's doing, like setting people's heads on fire, like that just wouldn't get through. I don't think. Um, well, yeah, because I'm sure. Violent. Surely there's cases of kids trying to reenact some of this. That's that would be a concern, right? Uh, yeah, I imagine some of it. For a modern day uh, censor, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it is interesting that our like three borderline four-year-old was like some of that. He was like, nah, this is horrible. I mean, I do remember as a child um, having or concocting a plan for if burglars did come. <laughs> and I would imagine some of that was instituted by this movie. I would imagine it was 100% from this movie that you thought of that yes but what I was, was I was more I was more understanding of my own limitations and did not plan to fight back <laughs> I was basically planning to hide yeah, I, ha I, I had I had plan. an escape plan uh, I had a rope ladder I had wow. a uh, in your head not in real life no we got a rope ladder oh um, and uh, and I I had like a you know, you know those pull out um, drawers under a bed I was able to fit into those drawers and somehow close it behind myself. See, that is clever. You yeah. were resourceful. I love when Joe Pesci at the very beginning his tooth glints, and then when Kevin passes them on the street, he sees the tooth. Yeah. Love it. All like. See, he thought of everything. And the very end, when they're they're going, we won't go through all the terrible deeds Kevin did to them, but when they're coming through to the uh, treehouse, and Kevin like gets the shears because he's gonna cut the rope. And then they're trying to climb back up the rope. Like that <laughs> stuff is funny. Yeah. Like it's just so funny. Like it's unreal. It's just I, funny watching this kid get one over on these two grown-ups. I as don't well. know how many times I've watched it, but I don't think I've ever been bored by it. No, this movie nips along. And the music and, is oh, so beautiful. The, the also the person we haven't spoken about is the other great performance, which is Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, she's who brilliant. Is the you know she's the real emotional core. I never for a second uh, doubted the absolute panic and fear I love how the dad kind of didn't give a shit yeah the, that's the <laughs> thing that doesn't hold up I'm like why what number one why is the dad so chill number two why isn't he involved in any of the attempts well he said like he shows up at the same time as her because he's like and then, fair and enough then, there's an overnight flight that will get us there 
But then at the end, he's like, like now I guess they've three other kids, so maybe he has to look after them. But he's so blasé and chill throughout the whole 80s, movie. I'm telling you. Firstly, he's like, um, oh bye, darling. Look, good luck. Have have fun. We'll see you later. We'll give you a call when you get there. Then he just shows up at the end. This this blew my mind. He shows up at the end, um, in the house, and instead of doing what I would do, which is just grab that child and just hug them, hug the life out of them, and say, "I was so worried. Are you okay?" He just goes, "Oh, hey, Kevin." Yeah, but do you know that there was an actual react? There is a reaction to you know the way in the fifties and sixties, parents and forties, parents were extremely strict on their kids. Yeah. This is the boomers, there, is it? There was a, no, this is pre-boomers, There was saying. a genuine reaction in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whereby parents flipped the style of parenting and were not like that. And then we've now seen a reaction again where people are a generation who may have raised, been raised in situations where maybe they felt like they weren't being cared for enough and now you've got the helicopter parenting back again. Like, there's genuine cycles in parenting. And I don't mean to just laugh about the 80s and I'm not saying every parent was like that because they <laughs> That's weren't. That's your excuse for everything. But he's, it works because it's an 80s movie. Like it wouldn't work now because you'd be like, he wouldn't act like that. And in the 40s, 50s, 60s, it wouldn't have worked because nobody was flying anywhere and the kids would have been in deep shit for doing anything. So it perfectly fits with the, it's the excess. They're super rich. Like as you mentioned, Trump's going to be in the next movie. It's like an era of excess. Anyway, I buy it personally. The only bit of this film that doesn't work for me, and I love John Candy, not a single one of his scenes made sense. No, and, and they're not—they're also not funny. They're just—it's like they're. And I, we it, haven't and he, done. He feels shoehorned in there because he's friends with John Hughes. Like usually on our Patreon, we do like facts when we're doing old reviews, but we haven't done it for this. Cause it's for the main feed. Um, it feels like to me, somebody wanted John Candy in it. They had a day to film with him. And they just slept it in. Well, I would imagine they've got this bit of a road trip where Catherine O'Hara needs to get back, right? And all that stuff is interesting, This, you know, because you have to create these obstacles to extend his time alone. And we did watch Planes, Trains and Automobiles a couple of years ago for a Patreon, and it does fit very well with that film. Yeah, but but the problem is that, the, the, like, there's a point where, uh, where it cuts to her in that van, and it takes you out of the action with Kevin. Yeah. Um, and I found it distracting. I think I just would have preferred a scene where she is rescued by somebody and they agree like that troop and they agree to help her and then she just shows up yeah. at Kevin's house like it's that because they're like oh we've got John Candy though now that scene in the middle I think that what they were trying to do there is exp- no I would imagine we didn't we didn't look into this but I would imagine <laughs> that John <laughs> Candy speculate. came in after that I don't think they wrote that for John Candy I was or maybe not but, but wasn't he in Uncle's book with Macaulay Culkin oh though? yeah 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 for sure no and he's like obviously clear good pals with John Hughes but I'm saying that scene would have been written and, and maybe, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it was in the original script. It feels like it was written for John Candy. Maybe. And it's not funny. But it's, yeah, it's not funny. And I guess the only argument for it is it shows uh, the despair with which Catherine O'Hara would feel and the self-guilt. You know, she says, I'm a terrible mother. And I like when she's like, have you ever done something like this? And John Candy's like, I never see my kids. I'm the worst dad ever. And then he also goes... But, but no, I never I've that. never yeah. done that. Like, like even within this movie where they've made us believe it could happen, everyone's like, "What?" I just What's don't. I don't. It's the scene that doesn't work. Yeah. Um. Anyway, look, I think just we should. Just on Kevin. It's all Kevin all the time. But when he reunites with the mother, gets me every time. Oh, it's lovely. Bawling. He yeah. sets. He's like set the table for Christmas breakfast. <laughs> he's the sweetest kid that ever lived. Yeah. I love Macaulay Culkin. I feel awful for. 
you know, the shit the child stars went through in the 80s and all the awful shit he went through with his parents. And I'm so glad that he just got his Hollywood star fame because he absolutely deserves it. And Catherine O'Hara came and like did the speech for him. It's yeah. like a lovely moment. Um, I think he did really a nice wonderful. speech as well. Our kids are now excited on because on Disney Plus you can watch Home Alone 2, 3 and 4. Can't say I'll be watching 3 or 4 with them. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they could go on that them. journey by yeah. themselves. <laughs> uh, anyway, look, thanks, thanks for listening. This has been our uh, Christmas film um thanks uh, for listening to us this year as always we're going to do our end of year um movies next week sorry our end of year roundup of our best films of 2023 uh, and there'll okay. be a separate episode with our best tv shows of best 2023 and worse and um, we kind of can't cap off the, the year without saying a huge thanks to our patreons who are amazing our patrons of our patreon and um you know we try and give a lot of the money we make from our patron over to charity and this year of course i guess no one's really needed it more than the poor children in gaza and we have donated two months worth of our patron money this year to um doctors without borders who are doing incredible work with people in gaza and also campaigning for ceasefires so um thank you so much to everyone for supporting us and giving us the funds to do that we hugely appreciate it and thank you everyone for listening and we will be back soon hopefully within the next week or two to talk about best and worst of the year. Yes. See you then. Thanks for listening. Bye.